Hello and welcome to Talking Tent, a podcast about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 40 of Talking Tent. We are officially middle age. I don't think that's a big milestone for most people. <laughs> well, whatever. Round numbers are round numbers. That means episode 50 is coming up. Wow. Everybody's loving it. Uh, t- today, we've got a quick one. I think it's going to be fast, efficient, but I say that all the time. We are talking season four of Sex Education. We almost finished it, so I think we've watched seven of the ten. Hmm. So not the full end, but getting there. Uh, we'll briefly touch on the big Ahsoka, I put big in quotes, episode from last week. And then we finally watched John Wick chapter four and Zach has some thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you say this episode's going to be quick because your John Wick <laughs> notes are abundant. Yeah, but I might just blow through them. Uh, but what? But we are going to start like we always do with some marital bliss. What was with the long pause? I don't know. <laughs> Did I was you just forget? looking at I thought if we had something else. We might touch on Love is Blind and Survivor coming back. I don't know. We're freewheeled in this episode. It's episode 40. Well, okay. Marital Bliss, uh, the main takeaway of the last week is that it has been constantly raining for five straight days. Literally raining for five straight days. Not just cloudy, not just gloomy. Rain coming out of the sky forever. You can't go outside. It's awful. Everything sucks. We're all getting seasonal depression and it's not even October. I feel like that's pretty typical for fall. No, for no, I not, guess fall's I feel like pretty not nice. This early. Yeah. Usually this is like the best time of year. Well, soon. Yeah. yeah. This weekend we're going to have yeah, the we're best going, trip. That's it, It's looking nice. We're going up to Vermont. Uh, for a long weekend. For a long weekend. And it looks like it's going to be low 70s. We're going to be peeping leaves. We're going to be outside. It's going to be beautiful. Drinking some high uh, AP uh, <laughs> drinking some AI packets, <laughs> drinking some IPAs. They love them up there. Can I have some? Uh, oh, and the cider, cider. Yeah, yeah, that cider place we always go to. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. What did we also just did? We had my we had my family over mm-hmm. for Yom Kippur last night. Thank you. We got rid of all of our sins. We atoned. We did our lashings. And we, well, you had coffee. You didn't say that yesterday, true. but you did. No, I did. I said mm-hmm. I had coffee. I did actually fast, though, although I think it's like technically the rules are supposed to be sundown the day before, which I did not do. No, you did not do. Um, but I didn't eat anything except for coffee until it was like five-ish mm-hmm. that we had our traditional breakfast, bagels, lox, yeah. whitefish, tuna salad, egg salad. I made a vegan quiche. Uh, that was it. It was good. Very nice. I did not fast. Irma had cereal, but that's because she did a grueling workout in the morning. So that's fine. God understands. Uh, And also what I've been up to is uh, watching way too many Saw movies and slowly going crazy. So check that out on TikTok and Instagram if you haven't been. Uh, the last one I put out last night, I'm pretty proud of. So uh, it's, it's a doozy. You're going on a boat trip tomorrow. Should I be concerned that you're going to come home? Is it going to be a test? Is it time to play a game? Well, I don't know. Are you going mad? No, I'm not feeling murderous. Oh, okay. Oh, you're saying maybe I'll jump off. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think so. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will see. Did your coworkers like you enough to save you? Oh, yeah. They love me for some <laughs> Dude, reason. they really love you. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and, oh, on to industry talk. And I thought this was going to be a newser, a snoozer. You say that every week, Zach. <laughs> it's I really know. annoying. Well, no, but then Sunday night, the big drop. Hollywood is back. The WGA and the AMPTT have a tentative agreement. The writer's strike is tentatively over. There is an agreement in place. Obviously, everybody has to see it and they have to vote on it. It's Mm going to get passed. Um, But apparently a lot of concessions were made. Things are looking good. The writers are getting most of what they wanted. Yeah, most of what they wanted, AI, which is good. AI concessions, you have to, a human will always have to be credited. What I find weird is that this agreement is for three years. So, like, come back in three years and we're going to be back. Like, AI is going to be whatever. Hopefully, Yeah, but that's kind of standard, these yeah, agreements. It's not always a strike because I feel like the the new agreement kind of lasts and they kind of grandfather it through yeah and then eventually people get annoyed with it and, mm-hmm. but hopefully that won't ha- this won't happen again in three years uh yeah the ai concessions so they can still dabble apparently but they can't just fully yeah. use ai mm-hmm. to write uh presumably they'll do this this the actors uh have a same have the same concerns of well, like AIing their likeness yeah, that's, that's gonna get shot down kind of uh, what else More. was there? The that like they made some concessions with the minimum the writers, writers rooms. Room. There will be a minimum, but it will also be up to the discretion of the showrunner. So like I think Mike White can still just do it himself if he wants. I don't know. And nothing is like official yet. And, and definitely then a pay raise. The pay raise. That's the just minimums. yeah. And yeah. then the big one, which still feel like still details need to get fleshed out, is. Uh, like bonuses yeah. yeah so the whole deal was netflix was paying more than usual up front to things compared to like old the old model but then they nobody saw any money after if it was a hit if it was a hit if it was a flop so now the, i don't know the exact details but there is some sort of bonus coming that you'll probably have to hit some sort of benchmarks and you'll the writers will see something which is good Sure. Who knows? Yeah, but then some it's people might... It's yet to might... be seen to, like, know, like, if these shows are actually successful. That's True. the thing. Yeah, like, that's Netflix the... has been saying, oh, yeah, this is the most popular show, but, like, is it? Right. Yeah, the, that's, like, the, the the side conversations that a lot of insiders have been having is, like, yeah, we don't know information as much as we used to. Like, you know, the, there's no ratings that get released for the streamers. So Netflix, Amazon, Apple, Hulu, they don't really tell people that and everyone wants to know when things are a success, but it's also going to show when things are a flop. Exactly. And like, so yeah, we'll see like the expendables right now, which I was about to talk to is a massive flop and everybody knows it. So like when that gets out into the ether, it makes redeeming it even harder. Like it's already Mm, done. Like everybody knows it's a disaster. So I'm not, I'm not going to go see it. Who's going to go see mm-hmm. it? So like, you know, you hear nobody watched a movie on Netflix. You're not going to watch a movie on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we're back, baby. And now the, now they can move on to the actors and 
And people are saying that'll also be like within the month. So it, this extending to 2024, it no longer looks like that's going to happen. Well, I think this will definitely take time, though. Like, I don't think like they all have to vote on it and it'll take time to like put in place. So I definitely see like a couple more months. No. Yeah, that's usually how long it takes. No, the it's talk shows immediate. are coming back. Yeah, but it's not like so immediate where things will just like pick up production like that. I don't know. We'll see. Moving on, we have, I wrote that we were talking about how nothing comes out in August and people dump their movies. I think September is now the new August, at least this year. Maybe there, maybe there just is no month that people dump because well, things Well, the Challenger is supposed to be September. Oh, yeah. And that I guess got a moved. bunch of stuff got moved. Right. So this September was the new dump because it is a wasteland out there. Uh, Expendables 4 that I just said is like an all-time flop. A disaster. But who cares? It's the fourth movie in a bad franchise. The Nun 2 is quietly doing very well, but I feel like The Conjuring, so far, The Conjuring universe can is just like guaranteed success. We'll see. It's, it's over like 200 million worldwide. The Haunting in Venice, a Haunting in Venice is like also not great. Equalizer 3 is middling. Everything is just like, there's just nothing great out there. Yeah. Well, I think things start picking back up in October and like, it's hard because like with the Oscars being so late, these uh, studios and directors choose to wait to put their movies out, you know, closer to the Oscars. And so like the Oscars needs to not be in March anymore. I don't know why it's not in January. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So next episode coming out on October 1st, we'll be doing the excitometer and I put all the outline together and October doesn't look that much better. There That's is, what I'm there's, saying. There's yeah, a few, they push it further. Yeah, it, there's a few majors, like a handful, uh, but then it, it starts to look like November is maybe when it really yeah. picks up. But uh, still listen to that episode because there's a lot of good stuff coming out. I know. Well, I wonder now that like, okay, so the writers made a deal and hopefully the actors will soon too. So maybe they will not, maybe they'll move things back to yeah, where maybe. they were. True. That's going to start getting very confusing. I know. I, I, know. I can't imagine. Like most times when people delay things, they don't pump it back. I know. It's, I know. It's so hard to ramp up that marketing That's and stuff. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, moving next, the football, big football news um, in the pop culture industry space. Ugh, I'm so well, sick not, of it already. Not that yet. Not that <laughs> okay. yet. So the big news was supposed to be that Usher is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, that's fine. He's a good entertainer. He'll dance good. He'll hopefully bring some people with him. Yeah, because I'm not he doesn't have the oeuvre, I think, to carry it himself. I don't know. Like his music is good. He's mm -hmm. an excellent performer. But like, how excited are we getting for? Yeah, yeah. Well, he has a whole like Las Vegas residency yeah. and it's like but super popular. Small. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, maybe he'll just do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm sure he has a very tight 15 minute medley yeah. that he can do. But I don't know. Is that like, are you are you jumping out of your seat to see? Uh, it's more of like a nostalgia thing. Yeah. But yeah, like I hope he brings a lot of like like people with him and like it's like more of like a an ensemble. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have somebody. 
I don't know who. I though. mean, weren't you saying that you were listening to something and they were saying like he was the fourth choice or something? For sure. Yeah, I think that that is the word on the street that they asked Taylor and she said no. Uh, they considered Miley mm-hmm. and they considered Harry St- Harry Harry <laughs> Harry Styles, uh, which are obviously much bigger to a certain generation. They went a little bit older in the generation. Yeah, I don't know. Like Usher, I don't think anybody is tuning in for Usher. No. no, maybe they may. There's a few, but certainly not the degree that like a Rihanna pulled in or no. I mean, especially Beyonce. But that's like Beyonce and Taylor Swift are like a whole different stratosphere. Yes. Um, but like Rihanna, not even close. Even Miley or Harry, I don't think even close like Usher's. He's not that relevant right now. And he, you know, I don't know. Whatever. It'll still be good. Yeah. Well, they had to get someone who would say yes. True. Who, who needs this, essentially. I feel like it's a Maroon 5 level. Well, it's also like. Like I said, he has that Las Vegas residency and like yeah, he so wants just people ready to, to come. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's what it, I, the one who started saying that so much, it, the Super Bowl this year is in Las Vegas. So that so actually that makes, makes way more yeah, sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So may, actually, I wonder if they'll do like, um, like Adele. Ooh, that'd be cool. Well, right. Like, a med, <laughs> like he'll bring out other people that have residencies there, yeah. like Carrie Underwood. Now oh. I'm thinking like Carrie Underwood was at the game in Las Vegas this Sunday. Interesting. Because she has the residency in um in Las Vegas and she also does the Sunday night football song. Hmm. Uh so I, yeah, I wonder if it'll, like Dottie Osmond will come out or some shit. Maybe they'll do magic. <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah, you would love that. Is he still doing it? I don't He's know. He's been there for so long. Probably. He's probably still there. Penn and Teller. Yeah, maybe it'll be like a whole Las Vegas celebration of That would be so or, bizarre. Or he can do it something with Cirque du Soleil. That would be cool. Oh, that would be very so cool. Like the, if you remember the My Way. So look, we're hyping Yeah, it. wow. All right. We're all right. Oh, sure. The My, <laughs> if you remember the My Way video, like one who was really young, he was in like all that clown stuff. No, I don't remember this at all. I love that video. I also love that song. It's like my favorite Usher song. Oh, here you go. OG you're, Usher. So you're a my huge fan. Way. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. And then, the, and then completely immediately upstaged, Taylor Swift was in the box at the Chiefs game, sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mother, cheering like a maniac. She is on point with everything she does it's yeah. crazy i have absolutely no idea if they've ever even talked no they before have this. they've met they've met yeah uh he travis kelsey said something on pat mcafee's podcast about her coming to the game and she came to the game and they left together in a convertible I don't know if they've touched. I don't know. I don't know anything. It doesn't make sense. They seem like such a cute couple if it's true or maybe they're just dating, but it's hard. I can't imagine like. Or they're not dating at all. And Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up 400% this week. The Chiefs ratings was highest it's been in a long time. And Taylor Swift's movie comes out in two weeks. So you're saying this is just all a stunt. Yes. I mean, she is quite a genius when it comes to that type of stuff. But also maybe it's not and it's just happenstance because the one demographic that Taylor has not conquered is like bros watching football. Yeah. And now everybody was at least looking at her reactions. Well, now me and you have things to talk about during football. Yeah, but you're annoyed. I'm, <laughs> I'm I like I, I have no ill will towards Taylor Swift. I actually appreciate how savvy she is. Uh, her music is fine. Some of it I like more than others. It's good enough. I don't I don't dislike her in any way. Yeah. I'm annoyed that. Every single one of my football podcasts had to now talk about Taylor <laughs> yeah. Swift this week. 
Like, all right, DeAndre Swift had, was doing. Oh, I do. I, oh my God, it's in my head that the only football player I can think about was this one with the same last name, Matthew Stafford. Well, you know, he did okay today. Blah blah blah. But Taylor Swift was in the like everybody had to mention it. It was just annoying. But uh, hey, to each their own. She's 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 everywhere. She's unstoppable. Yeah, an unstoppable. Get those force. ticket sales up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's industry talk. Well, we'll talk about it more in, in the Excitometeor on October 1st. Thank you very much for listening already. Uh, but it's just going to shatter every record that's ever been in place for a concert movie. I know. Well, we were looking at tickets. Can we even get tickets anymore? Uh, I think so. They don't have it pushed out that far. It's like the only thing that's available is that weekend. Mm. So then once like that, when the next Wednesday is out, we'll probably get tickets. Then. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so remember what I said, this was going to be short. We are at minute 17. We haven't even talked about the content. Now to the good stuff. Should we start with Ahsoka? Uh, sure. Let's briefly talk about Ahsoka. Go. I'm enjoying this a lot, honestly. I think it's really great. I mean, obviously, I, we've already kind of talked about, like, I don't really have much background of Ahsoka. Like, I know some things here and there, but... I think this show looks really great. I've honestly been really impressed with like the CGI and the graphics and I don't know, even the storytelling. Um, who's the big bad of this? Not the Thrawn guy, the other one. Balin Skull What's played, his? unfortunately, by Ray Stevenson. Yes, that's it. I absolutely love him. I love everything this character is doing. I love the performance by Ray Stevenson. I just like... It's so sad knowing that this is his last performance ever. And his breakout. He's been in other I mean, stuff. Sure. He's been, he, but like, did you know his name before this? No. no. I mean, I, you had to look it up. I know. But like now it's like we're looking up this guy's name and we're like, oh, that, you know, it's just yeah. sad that like this is. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so great. He's so great. And I'm like sad that he's not going to be in the series like going forward, you know, after the season, like. I absolutely, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I am. You didn't love the last episode, which is fine. I, definitely some of the episodes are slow. Um, but in general, like, I'm enjoying it. It is what it is. I'm not like, I don't know, going too deep into it. Yeah, I don't necessarily dislike it, uh, but I do agree. I think the two best characters are, are Balin and Shin. The, yeah. The two, like, mm -hmm. big bads, but not big bads. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, they're, like, ambiguous. Like, right. we don't actually know what they want. Because Thrawn is the big bad. Right. So my issue, and from even the first episode or two, if you don't watch Rebels mm -hmm. and you don't have like this existing relationship with Ezra and Thrawn, and they're talking about them for five straight episodes yeah, and they're building it up, and they're actually not even doing that good of a job building it up. And then we meet both of them and it is just flat city. It's so flat. Just dull. Well, even central. with like Thrawn seeing him like... I'm like, this guy? Well, yeah, I mean, I knew, did you know he was blue? Yeah, I knew yeah. that. But, like, even just, like, the way he looked. Yeah. Like, it just didn't look menacing enough. Not at all. And it was just disappointing. And then with the whole Ezra of it all, like... And the Ezra introduction was a disaster. It was so bizarre. Like, she... What's her face? Um, Sabine. Sabine essentially, like, destroys... Yeah. Her relationship with Ahsoka and like and just, potentially destroys the galaxy. Oh, I understand <laughs> to find this guy. And then when she sees him, it's kind of like, oh, hey, 
Yeah, it's, it's just, like it's yeah. not like like how do you not like run, hug? I don't know, some cry, something. Yeah, but there it's was just, just like no emotion. It was bizarre. It was, she gets to this planet and she's walking around, and there are rock creatures. Yeah, uh, that the um the horse wolf rat thing that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, discovered, so yeah. like she wouldn't have even discovered this. There are these rock turtle things, the hobbits. Yeah, the jup jups that. She realizes no Ezra and they lead her back to their camp and he's just there. It's yeah. like, hey, I thought I knew you'd come. And then they briefly talk. He said like he talks about how his plan worked and, you know, he apparently he got thrown away from the galaxy. So that part of the plan mm-hmm. worked. And then if the plan was always that someone would come find him, the plan did not work because <laughs> she brought the bad people and now Thrawn is just exactly where we assume they used to be. Yeah. So his plan absolutely did not work. Yeah. And like they just gloss over it. And uh, yeah, it's just both characters, which was my fear when they were like, oh, Thrawn is the big bad. Then they show him. You're like, oh, OK. Um, this show is also extremely referential, which I know you don't like. I definitely I don't mind that. Um, like it brings into uh, what is it? That guy like. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, like Greek mythology, obviously samurais, cowboys. And even like with the changeling, I was like thinking of this, like the whole like red string and the fates and the witches. Yeah. I feel like they're like very similar in that way. And I'm I'm very intrigued by it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, someone being gray, dying and turning white isn't only a Lord of the Rings thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like when, if whoever you were listening to was now like, Oh, Ahsoka the white, it's like grasping at straws and Richard. Well, no, and- but like he has talked about the guy who Filoni, Filoni yeah. about being heavily influenced mm. by Lord of the Rings yeah. and like absolutely loving, um, Tolkien and all of that. So. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like some of the star Wars stuff has been, uh, and yes, you're, it looks much better than most of the other Disney TV shows, uh, which is fun. Cause like, we're not just stuck on one planet. It's jumping, it's changing. You know, there was that red planet and now there's the rock creature granite planet. And like, that's fun. Yeah. But just like the story is fine. I know. Did we talk about when we got to see um, Anakin? I thought that was pretty cool. I think last episode we just blew through it saying, Oh, that was a pretty good episode. Yeah. 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 That episode was better. Yeah. Cause that episode was like the movies. Yeah. Even with the character from the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Anakin, I thought did a pretty good job. He did even a though he was really great job. Obviously CGI'd or like de-aged. De-aged. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think what's his he's name? only like 43. He's not like old. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he got a lot of hate from those first those movies. Most of it was fairly warranted. He was always good at just the awkward menacing. Like I agree. Like, like the in, like the quieter parts. In episode two, when he was like just letting the darkness in a mm-hmm. little bit. It wasn't until three when like when he has to really act. Like when he has to like blow up yeah, and like that, be like angry and all that stuff. Not like, great. Yeah, that's not great. But his like slow, like his low simmer yeah. is actually pretty good. No, I thought he was great yeah. in this and episode. And that's what he was doing in this episode mostly, like waffling between like that low simmer. Uh, yeah, it was it was cool. And I think he's like being fight. like embraced by the fandom. And it's yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, save Anik, save Hayden. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, so 
I think we have two episodes left. Deuce. Yeah. Yeah, because there's eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was six. Seven is tonight. So, yeah, we'll check back in in a couple of weeks. Next up, Sex Education is back for its fourth and final season. This is one of our favorite shows. Yes. We have always loved it. It's an absolute delight. This season, I think, is just as good on the delight scale. The characters are all great. I Again, I think the story-wise, it being the fourth time we're running this back, is a little repetitive and like a little... Like the added characters are nice, but I don't know how much they're actually adding. You know, some of the storylines feel a little forced. Well, it kind of, it's hard because like the main four characters aren't like together anymore. Like we have Otis and Eric, they're going to this new college. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Maeve who's in the US and then we have Adam who's... Not yeah. going Weird to school. Weird that he's just not even involved at all. Um, I mean, I think like he maybe filmed his stuff probably like in a couple days, assuming, and then he's probably like off filming movies. Like they're yeah. all these kids are like blowing because up. He, was he because he was also on a, on a different set in Barbie, right? Yeah. So maybe he just did them together. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, but like just hanging out with Will Ferrell. Yeah, and even like Emma Mackey, who plays Maeve, like she's blowing up. Like she was in um, yeah. the Perot, she was in Barbie. I, so I feel like these kids are just like wanting to finish this. You know what I mean? And so you then, think like, it was scheduling conflicts. That I do. Makes the story I kind a of do. Yeah, I do. Um, Presumably, it doesn't take that long to film this, but I guess it's it is still a lot of episodes. Yeah, I mean, I love this show. I really do. The whole concept of a college, I don't think I understand. Yeah, I nobody understands. But it's like, like some we're sort also of tra- American. Like, well, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, obviously, the word college that they're using is different from the word college that we yes. are, are thinking of. Like, mm-hmm. they call what we say college just like we also say university, but they just say university is what we say is college. I don't know what college is to them and they don't explain it. Yeah. Like it's like some sort of preparatory school. It seems like be some something like between high school and college. But they didn't university. graduate high school. I know. Yeah, it's weird. It's also like a super weird school, but that's fine. Well, it's just like, okay, so I want to say the first three seasons, like the sex education, like the way it was like designed and the characters were very like and the way they dressed were very like 70s. And it had this like timelessness feel about it. But then like going to this like this new season and going to this new school, like it just like it opens up the world a bit. And I think it is pretty jarring because like it's not 70s. It, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have sure. that nostalgic feel anymore. It's now it's like an hour time. Like they've like brought it to like a like a. Um, they updated it like it's very like 90s early aughts like it's just like so candy colored so bright and not that like that takes away from the story but it just it is jarring like the differences between like the looks at least of the season if that makes sense yeah it does there was some sort of retro feel even though it it, they never said when it was. No, I mean, like, they had cell phones and modern, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like the way that it looked. But yeah, it t- felt a very tiny like, English town. Yeah. And then their school was a castle, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, now it's like a modern building and all of the new characters are very modern. Yeah, very modern, which I think is like really cool. But at the same time, like it just it feels like they're trying too hard to make it like progressive and like yeah. fit into now and. I don't know. It just, yeah, it feels like a lot. Yeah, I was trying to think of what show 
we used to watch. And it was like in the Glee parenthood, uh, like those like kind of family mm-hmm. dramas, like a little bit overwrought often. Okay. Uh, but those two examples are pretty good. I feel like it was it was one that wasn't as good. But I remember thinking when it was starting to get to the end of being like, okay, now we need to hit. Like they were hitting every single possible storyline. Like, okay, when is the mom having cancer storyline coming? Like when is, okay, so now we have the trans people, which is fine. Like, obviously we're fine with that, but it's just like, like what's next? Now it's going to like ball cancer. Like it was just like hitting every little thing that could possibly affect a child. Yeah. Instead of just concentrating on the characters that you've developed. Yeah. And like closing out their storylines. Yeah. And like like even having like an asexual character, like, yes, this is all very common. But like, it just feels like very like, shoved in right. to the story and when it's just like okay this is not really like i feel like it's like lost what it was you a know little bit. it still hits the highs yeah I think. absolutely like the, the, well the that's fe- what i'm saying like i miss when like the four of them are together like yeah. that's the core of the show yeah like the episode with the funeral mm-hmm. was still great yeah. uh some it's not as funny i think maybe although uh amy amy still cracks me up every time she's great yeah, she is great. And uh, <laughs> and then we have Eric. Uh, and Eric is, is just not, a superstar. Not to Gatua. I yeah. absolutely love him. Love him. He's going to be the new Doctor Who, which I've never watched Doctor Who before in my life. But because it's going to be him, it makes me want to watch it. And I'm actually kind of excited. Um, I will watch whatever he does. Oh. I think he is amazing. His yeah. comedic timing, just like every just the way he says things. I'm just like, I want to be friends with this guy. I think it's Nkuti. Nkuti Gatwa. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, he is just he is a superstar. He really is. Uh, he he like obviously there was a lot going on in Barbie, but he was right there with everybody. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he's on the rise. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it ends. But yeah, it's like the stories, the stories. Don't have me latched in. It's more just like, okay, that's finished. Well, it's like hard because I don't really care about the side characters like problems. Yeah, but even like the main characters, so like will the uh, will they or won't they with with um, Otis and Maeve. Mm-hmm. Like, that was huge. And then they finally did. And now they kind of didn't. You know, yeah. Like, it's and just then they like, kind of like, yeah. like stepped. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't know. We'll and finish it. Like, I'm like. Go Sad Ruby, that it's going to be over. I know. I think he's is going to end yeah. up with Ruby, to be honest. Maeve is just so troubled. It's just like constant I troubles. know, the poor thing. Yeah, she's really, oh, it's rough. I know. Well, it's like the show. They throw everything at yeah. these characters. Yeah. And then another show we've been watching uh, that I have been watching and Zach has All been right. pretending not to watch. I watched like 20 minutes. Love is Blind. Um, I want to say they're in Houston this season. And it's just a great Reality <laughs> dating show on Netflix. I don't know. I find it very like, like, I feel like these people are genuinely there to meet someone and not be like there for the fame, even though like also because these things are filmed like I want to say two years in advance. Mm. At least I know the previous seasons were. So like, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's certainly. <laughs> an, I, so what Irma is referring to is while I was editing my insane saw videos i would peek up or like take my headphones off a little bit and she was watching love is blind right next to where i was doing my work 
And so, like, I would start watching a few of the storylines, and it is captivating. <laughs> but I also watch like thirty minutes of it. I can't imagine watching. You had 10 your hours comments. You had your. Oh, well, I sure. can't believe. Yeah. Well, I did a few. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> Lydia, what? Lydia stinks. That's yeah, what, that's my stinks. takeaway. Uh, and my Gucci stinks. I don't like him. Yeah, at both all. of them stink. They were there. My one takeaway was was just way too much crying. I well, understand I think it was just that one girl. No, yeah. they all started like I understand that the point of the show, like you have to kind of just accept that these people are falling in love really fast. But man, you can't be sobbing when some guy that you've never even seen before says like the wrong thing when you've talked to him for a week. Like, come on. Yeah. Once you really start to think about it, it just loses all of the everything about the show. But I guess you don't think about that. No. And they're searching for love. Yeah. I kind of like with these type of shows, I just suspend my disbelief. They're I'm just not like, real people. Yeah. To me, they're not. Like, if you choose to do this. True. Like, I'm just like, you're just a character to me. Like, I just can't. No offense. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like <laughs> compassion and stuff to for them. And I definitely like have my opinions, but I'm never going to like judge them. Like, I don't. Yeah. Really care. You know, like you're putting yourself out there. Like, I can't imagine how hard that must be. Or maybe they they want to do it because they want to get famous or have their five minutes. I'm just like, oh, God, like I could never. No. Even this is like too hard for me. Oh, honey. <laughs> couldn't be on camera. I, I couldn't. Yeah, you knew I couldn't. And finally, moving on from Love is Blind. Well, no, I also want to oh, shout out. More, more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have. The, the Bachelor coming back. So we have uh, Bachelor in Paradise and then Golden Bachelor coming back this Thursday. Um, I'll be in Vermont. So I'm not going to watch it right away. But yeah. Maybe kind we can watch excited. it all. No, I don't even want to suggest that because I don't well, Do you want to watch the Golden Bachelor with me? It could be kind of cool. No. I mean, your brother-in-law seems to be very they excited love, about it. They love The Bachelor and that's fine for them. They watch it together and that's yeah, delightful. Yeah, but maybe they want to talk to you about it. They could talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I, like, maybe I'll watch the premiere because I, I like the I like when they come out of the limos because it's always so stupid, but I cannot watch like 15 episodes of these women. I just can't. It's too much for me. Yeah. Well, I just really hope it's not like exploitative of these women. Yeah, it's just going to be weird. It'll be different, which will be nice, but it'll yeah. still be weird. Yeah. But again, they signed up for this, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And in the same vein, tomorrow, what's today? Yeah, tomorrow, Survivor and Amazing Race come back. More, We're more excited for Survivor. They're both 90-minute episodes every week this season, which is a lot. That's a three-hour block of television. I love it. <laughs> sure. I, I don't think the the... 60 minute episodes ever felt too short <laughs> like really? in any other season i feel like they always felt too short for me they're just gonna spend like 20 more minutes showing us the talking at the tribal council which is just the worst no they don't always we'll I see. Would say it's more of like like they need to fill it is there going to be more challenges yeah, well i just think they'll just show more of maybe like challenges more of like the scheming more of more them of, just sitting yeah, more eating of everything. rice who cares Okay. All right. Do you not want no, to watch the show? Like, I, I like Survivor. I just don't know why they had to add another 20 minutes. Because for people like me. For commercials. That's why. Uh, but yeah, we're having friends over to watch the premiere. We have to do our 
we're doing our fantasy draft again. So big day, big day on Wednesday. And big I have day. my workouting. I'm going to be on a boat. You're going to be surviving in this yeah. in the Hudson River. Yeah, well, supposedly it's supposed to stop raining for one day. So that'll be good. All right. It is movie time for all of our longtime listeners. First of all, thank you very much. Second of all, you know that Irma has been bugging me about not seeing John Wick Chapter 4 while it was in theaters, while it was available to rent. For some reason, I just kept pushing it off. And then um, I just think like I didn't love Chapter 3, but then I ended up forgetting why I didn't love Chapter 3 so much. Uh, and then we watched a recap to catch us up before we watched four on stars this weekend. And I remembered why I didn't really like John Wick anymore. And then we watched four. I went in with an open mind. I was ready to like it. And I, anyway, that's you start. (laughs) Yeah. Let me start. start. Let me start. Also, I'm going to say that we're going to spoil this, even though I don't even know how to spoil it, because I don't actually know the nitty gritty of everything. But yeah, well, I, one big thing does happen. So that right, will true, true, be true. fully spoiled. But um, but hopefully you've seen just it. Just in general, like it's on stars. I Go do watch think it. this movie would have played better for us seeing it in the theater. Um, it is quite long, too long, I think. Some parts went on just like really did drag. But in general, like I kind of like this movie. Like I like John Wick as a franchise. I do think it's like really creative. It's like so just fun to watch. The story in general has never been that compelling. I mean, the first one, yes, I thought that was actually quite good. But then I think like this has like, what I think I said to you the other day is like a Star Wars problem where it's like kind of become about bureaucracy and like rules and just like I love world building. Don't get me wrong. Like I love like learning like the rules of a new world and like just like how things work. But this just felt so bogged down by it that it just like really like it lost me, honestly, which is why I'm saying like I don't even know how to spoil this just because like the ins and out of like what he could do and what he had to do. It just like, it was, it kind of got confusing, but in general, like the fight scenes, um, I want to definitely shout out the one, the car scene, the Frogger scene, I guess at the Arc of Triumph was so good. I don't think I've ever seen a better staged fight than that. Honestly, it was all so good. I, I, the fighting, I would say, was also good. It was just very creative. <clears throat> okay, I'll start. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <gasps> we'll start with the with the good. The John Wick franchise is akin to none and the pinnacle of fight scene action. The Osaka Continental fight was very solid. B plus. It was very good. It just went on for so long. That was just classic John Wick. It like it, in John Wick chapter two, that mm-hmm. would have been the absolute pinnacle. But of course, they had to ramp it up more. Yeah. The thing I do like about like that fight scene and in general, John Wick fight scenes is that like they show they don't like move the camera like they show you the action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like you, almost a one even though it's not. They cut. They but do. it's not like they cut and then we're 10 minutes later. It's like 
they cut around a corner. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I just like, it's so well done. Like they don't like, I mean, I'm sure they pull budgets, but I think like, I just oh, God, mean to say, so well, I just mean to say that like, it looks so real and like, you could see that they're actually doing these things, you know, like they're not like, yeah. It's not camera tricks, you know. I mean, sometimes well, it might be. there's definitely some camera tricks. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, and then the Arc de Triomphe. The, so start the street fight starts not at the Arc de Triomphe. The street fight when like the he sla- he goes he jumps onto a car. His body gets slammed into another car. Uh, then he jumps on a. He, I forget. He gets to the Arc de Triomphe. The Arc de Triomphe scene was incredible it was literally one of the jaw best dropping. things yeah it was so then cool. that moves into uh the inside like the video game inside of that old building i don't even know I thought that was actually was really cool the too overhead angle yeah. that was really cool with the explosive shotguns yeah although when you really start to look at it there's a lot of cgi going on in that which is fine yeah um but because it looked awesome i don't mm-hmm. know anyway and then the stairs fight, also really cool. Not, Going up to the sacra car. Yeah, uh, not as good as those previous two, but still very good. Very cool. Yeah. So as an Unreal Engine technique, performance, display. But that's John like Wick what is they excellent. do. Yeah. 100%. So like, I don't know. That reference might have went way over your head. But Unreal Engine is a video game engine. And this week they released their like 5.3. So they showed just all of like, look, we can make trees look better. And look, the light reflects better off the water. Like that is what John Wick is. It is it is all style. Absolutely no substance. I think there's some substance, but I just think they've gotten it's just gotten convoluted. Like it's just like gotten very confusing. And then they have to like make up rules to make them up to like stop John Wick from like getting to what he has to do. You know what I mean? Like it just like. Yeah. So it's unnecessary what they've I rewatched contrived. I well I put back on saw saw <laughs> I've been watching too much saw we watched it normal it is two hours and 40 minutes long I put it back on last night because I said we had heard for so long that this movie was one of the best of the year it was the best of the franchise it's one of the best action movies ever I feel like people are saying and I was so perplexed by these statements that I was like, I can't go this hard against a movie that everybody seems to love without having more research. So I put it back on and fast forwarded just so I could have a bunch of notes of what I did not like about this movie. Because ultimately, those fight scenes were awesome. And those fight scenes buoyed this movie to like a C. I think I think this movie was just straight up bad. Okay. Not even like, wow, pretty good. Like just bad. So the third movie ends Mm -hmm. with Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne seemingly teaming up to take down the table. Awesome setup. Here we go. Let's do it. The Matrix revolutions. We're taking down the body. We're taking down the machines. Terminator. We're ending. We're ending the the tippity top. I thought Matrix revolutions wasn't good. No, it's good enough. But like the goal was like. Destroy the machines, yeah. not destroy one thing that represents the machines. That was the first one. I understand, Zach. That's what <laughs> so, I've been trying to say. They're, they're like making up all these like loopholes and rules and like. So, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne opens four with a really cool scene. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they're there. I don't know what they're doing, but it's cool. 
And Lawrence Fishburne makes this speech and then that's it. He's yeah. gone. Then we don't see him for the rest of the movie. Pretty then much. there's an insane horse battle in the desert. That's this is, how Arabia. The, this is how the movie opens. Lawrence of Arabia. Like already yeah. losing me. Okay, now we're on horseback and they get to the elder. Mm-hmm. And my problem with three was that they just kept, they just keep adding these nonsense power figures because they have to, because they're making this story up on the fly. And they decided, let's have the elder be the one that's actually in charge. And he lives in the desert. That's terrible. It was terrible. And they knew that. So they killed him in four. But they still wasted 20 minutes of my time killing him in four. And it's not even the same elder. It's a different guy. So we just kill a random guy in the desert for no reason. Then we go back to the Continental with Winston. Um, shit, uh, Ian McShane. Are you going to go through this movie point by yes. point? Oh God, Zach. So we're going to be here for two hours and 40 no, minutes. No, we're going fast. Then another false power figure that we've never, they've never talked about a harbinger. They're shutting down the continental. This guy comes in. He also has ties to the table. We don't know how he's just new and he has a lot of power. They blow up the continental. Who's played by. I forget his name. What are you talking about? Bill Sarsgaard. No, that's not, that's not him. The other guy with the beard, the older guy. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. Then, then we meet the marquee. God help me. What did I get myself into? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We watched all of this and it was just as boring. Then we meet the marquee who's Bill Sarsgaard. uh, And yet again, another completely random position of power who was given the position of power because they told he told them that he would kill John Wick. Everybody wants to, everybody said they would kill John Wick. What is he special? Nothing, but he's the marquee now and he has all of the power of the table, which we will never, ever see. We will never see the table. It's nonsense. He kills the concierge for some reason. It's really sad too. Yeah. He's dead in real life. Oh, he is dead. Is yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's yeah. why they killed him. Then <laughs> we meet Kane. In France, brand new assassin, fourth movie. How many new characters are, are we introducing in the fourth movie of this franchise? This is like the fifth one already. He's another assassin. He's blind. I don't know why. Because every decision that has to do with John Wick is because cool or because look cool. That's it. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just, will it look cool? And that's fine for an hour and a half movie. A two hour and 45 minute movie is just no longer acceptable. I always talk about character first, story first. You can have awesome action. You can have awesome horror, but I have to care. I have to care about these people. And I just do not care about John. I do not care about Kane. I do not care about any of these people. Okay. The marquee. Attack. We can't go through point by point. It's okay. No, we have to. The, we're, this is only a few minutes. The, uh, the marquee tells Kane to kill John Wick. Fine. Then we meet nobody, another new assassin. Is he cool? Sure. Do we learn anything about him? No. Also, his name is Nobody, which the Fast franchise already used. The Osaka Continental fight was 25 minutes, and it was pretty cool. Gotta say. And it leads to Kane kills the Osaka Continental leader for some reason, and then the daughter is really mad. 
Finally, some emotion, something that we can build on, some sort of revenge plot. One of the only she hates, women. She hates John Wick now because kind of if you jump through some hoops, it is his fault. Like, why did he go there? He brought the people there. They killed her father. Great. We never see her again. Lawrence Fisher is back for one minute. This is our one. We've been watching this movie for an hour. Nothing has happened. Then John Wick finally asks Winston who the marquee is. He explains it. Then in the fourth movie of a franchise, they introduce yet another new thing. You can duel him and the table will just forgive you. Okay. Why? No, they won't. It's so stupid. Uh, but the, oh, and then, but the only way you can actually do a duel is if you have a family as proxy, another new contraption, a new mechanic this far into these franchises. Nonsense. He goes to Belarus. He get he gets the, he wants to get the, the, his old family, which they showed like briefly in another one. Are you bored yet? Yeah. I'm not listening to you anymore. Why not? Because you're being ridiculous. I'm not being ridiculous. I'm trying to convince people that this movie stinks and I don't understand why everybody loved it so much. The story is nonsense. That was an hour. Then the next half an hour is literally nothing. Immediately cut it out. The easiest cut. I won't even tell you what happens because it doesn't matter. A full 30 minutes of a movie cut. Gone. Uh, The marquee has a living room in the Louvre. That drove me nuts. Why? Why? Or that was Versailles also. He's a living room. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, my point is proven. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's an two hours and 40 minutes long. And 54 minutes of it are solid action. And the rest of it is absolute garbage nonsense. Overwrought drama. Nobody cares. Like, so here's the thing. The main character died at the end. Did you care? Yeah, of course. No, you didn't. Like, A, it was like, so, so, all of this comes down to a duel against somebody we don't really know and don't really care about. He does this really clever thing where he fakes the shot and he ends up killing the marquee, but then it wasn't clever. It's like, Ezra, my plan worked. No, it didn't. You're dead. So all of this was leading to him getting free of the table and his clever little thing was to let himself get shot so that he could kill the marquee and letting himself get shot made him die. So all of this was but for uh, the nothing. The thing is, he doesn't actually die. We don't see his dead body. All right. So, all right. So he collapses on the stairs. They show the gravestone and now he's back for five. Whatever. Maybe not. Or so five will be. Dead John Wick finally goes after the table because now he's a ghost. Is that that's the pitch? No, I think I'm if anything, I think if anything, that girl, the daughter is going to come after him. And she's going to be like the number one assassin. I don't know. Whatever. No, not whatever. No, <laughs> not whatever. Two hours of 45 minutes of nonsense. And because all the nonsense, I just don't like nobody's motivations mattered. Nobody met. Oh, and oh, I had okay three three final nitpicks, and this kind of sums up everything I'm thinking of. Four movies in, right? I keep saying that, so this isn't like the first movie. We're four movies in. We've built relationships with Ian McShane's character, with Lawrence Fishburne's character. Again, I my only possible excuse is that maybe 
COVID was an issue with Lawrence Fishburne and he could not do what they needed him to do. So they panicked and changed things. And because like the end ended with like Lawrence Fishburne is going to help Neo (laughs) destroy the Matrix again. And like, okay, And then he's just not in it at all. And we have Ian McShane and the concierge and John Wick and some other people from the previous movies that we've built relationships with. And the climax has nothing to do with any of them. And like, how could they have built a storyline where it's actually him dueling with Lawrence Fishburne or him dueling with Ian McShane or him dueling with like somebody related to his wife? He keeps going back to like, I just want to be remembered as a good husband. That ship sailed so long. They lost that thread so long yeah, ago. Yeah, but like, if you look at the timeline of the movies, this is like, what, six months oh, after yeah. she died? Like, it's not that long. But as an audience member, it is light years away and would like never just ne- means nothing to me anymore. So like they, they just built, they added so much nonsense that nothing meant anything. And minor, now minor two nitpicks. So this secret society of assassins doesn't assassinate anybody. They only play games with each other. Like it is a, it is you, you sign up, you say somehow there are millions of dollars at stake and we will just kill each other. Nobody assassinates anybody. They are not assassins. They're people that kill each other. It's really weird if you start to think about it. They don't kill people in power. They don't have missions. Their missions are kill another person that wants to kill you. Really weird. And finally, the bulletproof the bulletproof suit in theory is pretty cool. But when your main move, he must have done this, I would guess, a hundred times. Yeah, it was kind of when annoying. your main move, that's the through line for the entire movie is pull your collar up over your cheek. You have a problem like that is just a fatal flaw. Like that's how he's surviving all this. It's like, Ooh, my lapel over my cheek. He does it so much. (laughs) Arc de Triomphe for, for 30 minutes was awesome. Otherwise this is one of the worst movies I've seen all year. I do have to agree with you. Like in that, And I I think I brought this up yesterday to you where I was like, after four movies, you've been talking about the round table for how long and we don't get to see it. Like, and now John Wick is possibly dead. And so we may never see that. And like, I don't understand. You've been talking about this like big, bad organization. How do we not see faces to it? At least like, just like. They just keep adding fake titles to well, that's fake what I people. Said. Yeah, they keep like adding of, all this bureaucracy and it's just like it doesn't make any sense after a while. Yeah. They just like keep adding it to add just more obstacles for John Wick to like get over. But it's just like it just doesn't feel like they were ever there to begin with. And if the answer like I'm just, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, which they don't deserve because they they did not this. There is no story like they're they're making it up on the fly based on who's available and what they what kind of budget they have. But if the end goal is that there is no table and it's all like ghost figures and like maybe even Ian McShane is like somehow the guy and we're Kaiser Sozying all of this. Like you, you've just lost me so much that that payoff won't even matter. Like that was the payoff to do in this one. This was the one to to be the table. And they just continued on like we just did Parabellum again. They raised 
They raised the the bounty on John Wick's head from twenty million dollars to twenty three million dollars, and the entire city went nuts. Nobody cared when it was twenty, except for the marquee. They made it twenty three, and everybody went after him. Yeah, and we just did Parabellum again, and it was cool. It looked cool, but it just meant nothing. Yeah, and it was nonsense. Do you want to know how much this this how much this movie made? A lot. Forty three. Four hundred and thirty-two million. Yeah, it it's bad, and Worldwide. I like I just don't. I that's what that's what has me so flustered is because so many people are talking about how good it is, and like I just I know you're you're just annoyed by me, but I want to talk to someone that will get this adamant about it being good because I just I can't see it, other than them being like, well, the action's really good. Like, yeah, that was forty minutes of a movie. And then nothing like nonsense. I mean, I agree with you about the bad parts. I know, <laughs> but not as adamantly. Oh my god, get a different. No, no, goals. no. It's fine. I just like it. Just has me perplexed why people liked it so much. Somebody write in, call in. You watched this movie for two hours and forty five minutes, and you were like riveted when when the duel happened. A duel that looked really, really bad. Yeah, because it was like CGI. The soccer CGI was CGI. It was very weird. I Overlit, don't know why. I, like John Wick is a very um, stylized, stylized, and like overwrought action franchise. But they just went too far with a few of these shots, like the obvious fake studio orange lighting that was supposed to mimic the sunrise, didn't look natural at all. Mm. And then the sunrise was obviously fake. The Sacre Coeur was obviously fake. Everything was obviously fake. And this is the climax to your entire franchise. Yeah. Like, and you just showed us three of the best action sequences ever. Mm. And like, this was the climax. Awful. Awful. Hated it. <laughs> uh, and to be clear, I will not be watching the Continental. You can watch that yourself. That is oh, wow. off my list. You're will, not even going to watch no, it. No, and I would. I will probably not see John Wick 5 if it comes out. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'll see it for free and I'll cook dinner. It was, I was so mad. I don't usually get, like, I don't usually get up and, like, leave a movie. But you've watched every Fast movie. Saw? Oh, no. Fa yeah, Fast. Sure. Yeah. In theaters, mostly. Yeah. Like, we've watched Fast X in theaters. Are you going to watch part two in theaters? Yeah, of course. So, like, what's the difference? The Fast X movies are much better than that. No, they are not. Because they are not, like, they were. Oh, my God. You think Fast X was better than this? Yes. What? Like, just. Oh, my God, Zach. Just as. Like, entertainment. Fast X was worse. A million times worse. And we saw that in theaters. That's what I'm saying. Maybe if we saw this in theaters, you would have liked it more. I don't think so. It was so boring. Okay. I like, I can, I can deal with hokiness. I can deal with cheese. I can deal with Vin Diesel being like Family. over it. I cannot deal with literally none of this means anything. Like at least he loves Letty. We know that. There is nothing. There's not even a loves Letty in John Wick. There is nothing. Yeah. Nothing I care about. Jeez, you're like really yeah. mad. I think it's really bad and it drives me nuts. Okay. That people like are saying it's good. I understand like technically it's better than the fast, the newest fast movie. Technically, but not story wise. No, it's bad. Oh boy. <laughs> 
please write in mail. your comments to Zachary C. Hoffman at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, that is not my email address. <laughs> <laughs> Talking tent at gmail.com. Zachary dot C dot Hoffman, right? No, Hoffman. No, don't. Hoffman. Talking tent. Talking tent. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. You put me on a put me on a stake there comparing the two. Fast X was bad, but like I wasn't offended by it, and I'm offended by. I this was movie. offended by Fast X. Yeah, it's just silly. This is also that's the tenth movie. This is the fourth. Fast Five was the best of the five. The best of the Fast. Fast Seven was really good. They've lost. They, they've already lost it. It's four. I mean, four is a lot, but it's not like end the franchise. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I'm over it. It's just not for me. This is not for me. I, I have to care. And I don't. Bye bye, John. I'm glad you're dead. You're so mean. Yeah. Well, maybe if they re- got so angry, maybe if they rebrand it with that girl. I mean, well, isn't Ana de Armas supposed to like do the, a next one? I know nothing about John Wick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they cast Ana de Armas to like be in the, uh, another John Wick. Like I think to take over, like maybe like as like a. Well, certainly she can't be fighting. Why? You think she can pull off all that martial arts? Right. They do like real fighting. Well, I'm pretty sure she was kind of like, not like in a, like a sequel, but like, what's it called? Like a spinoff. Oh, more nonsense know. story. Oh God, Zach. Yeah, I'm just out. You'll watch it, but this will be your, um, but if it's Ana de Armas, you won't see it. No, I'm out. Oh. I'm out on John Wick. They've lost me. The story is so bad. I just can't. Anna Wick. You won't see that. I can't. I can't. There's so many other movies. I'm out. <laughs> 400 million people are wrong. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it uh, I was okay. I know we're talking about this for a long time. <laughs> I was like, I ridiculous. had, I had anxiety at the end of this movie because I was so <laughs> perplexed by people calling it as good as they were calling it. Like it, it made me question like every everything i just don't get it i don't get it maybe i need to listen like i heard you listening to to van and them talk mm-hmm. about it like did they like it or did they just say the action's really good yeah they all they all really liked it what were their reasons i don't remember zach <laughs> is this uh the same feeling you had after watching past lives uh no a little bit a little bit this was more this was more because past lives i find i found a little boring but i could understand how that could connect to people Hmm. like it was it was just a true human story i just like felt like it was a little underwritten this was just like i like i can't believe for two hours people watched this nonsense and let good action just excuse it yeah because i just it's it's awful okay moving on (laughs) that's it that's it that's it Next week, what are we even going to talk about? I don't think we're going to have anything to talk about. Uh, yeah, well, October first. Well, yeah, we'll have the excitometer. We'll have the excitometer that's one. It. But if we do, well, let's see what we end up watching. No, let's just put out the excitometer. Wow, excitometer that. only next week. Come out a little earlier than normal. Uh, and I'll be seeing Saw X on Monday. So watch, follow me on TikTok and Instagram for the conclusion of seeing every Saw. I want to play a game. Pray for me. Well, thank you to John Welsh for our intro and outro music. And thank you to Craig for the production assistance. And thank you all for listening to me rant about John Wick for 
It actually wasn't as long as you think it was. Everybody listen at 3x speed. It'll be like 10 minutes of your life. And oh, from our living room to yours, what do you want to watch? Well, don't you have to do like subscribe? Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Write it. No, it's funnier when I don't. Subscribe. Follow us on all the socials. I've talked about it enough. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Subscribe so you know every time we post a new new episode. Write a review, more reviews, more reviews, more reviews, more reviews. Love you. From our living room to yours again, what do you want to watch? Irma officially left. She's so annoyed. Podcast might be canceled after how much I hated John Wick. Bye, everybody. Thank you. See you next week.